world of e-commerce can be tricky, and that's why you need the experts to help take you to the next level. This is Delivering E-Commerce, and this is Chris Parsons. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Delivering E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chris Parsons. Thank you all for joining us. Today, I'm very excited to have Nick Romeo and Peter Backett from pickups. And guys, thank you so much for taking some time this evening to chat with us and and our audience. Thank you so much for having us, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, let's have some fun tonight. We'll have the next half hour fly by and I'm sure we'll run out of time and and try to squeeze everything in. But Nick, let's start with you. I would love for you to tell um, our audience your journey and then Peter will follow right up with you to do the same thing. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Chris. Um, I mean, listen, as a I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I got into the entrepreneur spirit uh, at the age of 18, um, but that kind of came from the grassroots of my father. Uh, he was a big developer here in Toronto. And uh, back in the 89, 90s on that uh, big recession that he had had, I kind of witnessed as a kid uh, losing everything. Um, and I kind of saw firsthand at a young age how, you know, how important it is to actually control your destiny. So that kind of led me down this road to entrepreneurship and to kind of like build back uh, what my father had. So my first company I started, I was uh, at the age of 18, was in the CPG world, was uh, food distribution and brands. So I've worked with retailers such as Loblaws, Metro, Sobeys, um, and uh, distributed those brands across those different banners. And along that journey, that kind of taught me how to kind of bring something to life that was sense of, a, a, you know, of a vision. It was sort of like creating a baby more than anything. And um, it was kind of exciting to just see like, hey, you know what, if you truly have an idea and you truly believe in something, um, you know, you can really make it happen. So I did that at a young age. It wasn't easy. We went through our trials and tribulations, um, sold that back in 2010. And that led me on to um, explore different opportunities in the entrepreneurial space, um, such as construction technologies, um, different types of uh, app technologies, which kind of led me on this journey to come and start pickups after. And um, what I've realized is that <clears throat> throughout the journey of, of, of going through the different types of business ventures or meeting different people, um, you know, I could just speak on my own personal experience. It was my deep inner why that led me to make it through when those tribulations or, or different types of obstacles kind of came to fruition because entrepreneurship is a lonely road, right? You've got a lot of people who will come down to, uh, um, you know, kind of downplay an idea or, or downplay your potential, but you got to kind of have thick skin and surround yourself with good mentors to get to the next stage. So for me, it was, um, it was it was a journey of just kind of looking at different types of um, surrounding yourself with the right people and then going down the road of uh, of where we are today, uh, which has led me to pickups. That's great. And Nick, you know, it's funny you talk about, you know, <clears throat> the entrepreneurship and I've done a number of my I've done consulting. I've done hockey socks, which uh, is a cut resistant sock. And okay. what I find um, what I find really interesting about the entrepreneur piece is you've got this network on social media of friends and family. And, you know, when, when it comes to taking a picture of their latest meal or a Tim Hortons coffee, bu- coffee cup or a Starbucks meal, they do that all day long, but to share in their family or your journey and post something about pickups, it's like pulling teeth to get a, a family member to support your idea and business. The naysayer thing is always, you can't do it. It's going to be too much work, too much effort. Good on you. 
Uh, hopefully some family members will watch this and start tweeting and doing everything <laughs> else on social media to support you. Cause it, it's one of my most pain points in, in entrepreneurship. You work so hard and you're just like, well, you're going to post a picture of somebody's meal, but you won't tell everyone that I'm doing delivering e-commerce, for example, like I've got maybe 30 people in, in LinkedIn that I can count on out of my 15,000 connections to share my posts on a regular basis. And I'm grateful for them, but I've got 15,000 connections. Where's that love? Yeah. And, and, and you're right. And it's a hundred percent right. And you realize that. So that's why I say like entrepreneurship yeah. is not for everybody. Um, it is a destiny. It is a calling. Um, it, you can learn it, but it's definitely no different than, you know, a talented, you know, sports player where they just kind of are born with it and, yeah. and, and you go down that journey. Right. That's great. And Peter, Let's let's get to you, not not leave so, you out of this conversation. Um, I started longer. off in the manufacturing industry uh, about eighteen years ago, uh, bringing in electronic components, metal CNC, and plastic injection molding from China, helping a lot of the contract manufacturers, um, OEMs with a lot of their products that you're using today and you see today. And uh, I've learned a lot from a lot of the older guys that have been in the, my industry to help me because I'm a younger guy to show me the way, how to be an entrepreneur, how to be a businessman. And uh, actually Nick is my neighbor. And we came up with this type of business because we're in the garage just chilling. And this idea came to us and, you know, we, I felt like my business has plateaued to where we are today. And I feel like if you plateau, you have to go and do something else because, you know, life changes and industries change and, I think this is the new way of life that you have to get into apps, the new e-commerce and the new way to do business. And I'm, I'm thankful because Nick's, Nick is a big mentor to me and he's helped me go along and learn more into the entrepreneurship, into the world. Right. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, it's a, it's a big leap of faith, right? Like how many businesses, I don't know if you saw that famous photo um, where there's a, a number of businesses like um, Amazon and uh, Microsoft and they're all created in a garage. That's where yeah. they started. And it's because you're bootstrapped. You're just taking it on as you're trying to work a full-time job and do these things at the same time and bring them to life. So the, the best ideas are in the garage over here. 100%. So that's great that you guys have bonded over this. Now let's get into pickups and let's explain. Like It's a simple concept, so it shouldn't take a deep dive into this. But ultimately, let's let's break it down on the benefits of pickups. And I, I've downloaded the app and so many times I've been in that situation where I don't want to call a friend who wants to be that guy that's sitting there calling a buddy to say, can I borrow your truck? Because this barbecue won't fit in the back of my Sonata car. I call it Sonata carts. Yeah. <laughs> I joke. Um, it's a those Honda Sonatas. I, I, I struggled with them for so long. They were, they were great. So I came up with this name of Sonata car. And uh, anyways, I'll let you go ahead, Nick. Yeah, no problem. So like, like Peter said, it was a, uh, it was a garage band idea. I mean, um, I had just exited a company back in 2018 and uh, it, was, it was in the space of on-demand and crowdsourced. And Peter um, comes from a family of logistics and he was looking for a different way to um, like distrust the space. So we just started talking like casually, right? But then we both had, uh, you know, new kids. Like you know, Peter had, a, a, I think Sam at the time was, Pete, I don't remember how old he was, right? And I just had Christian, right? Um, so we had two uh, uh, new boys into the family and like, you know, we were running into situations like, what if you had to go to the store and pick us up? It's nine o'clock. We don't feel like going, right? Like we just, we're tired, right? And then there were situations where, hey, you know, if you go to a Home Depot or you go to a local retailer or a home hardware, uh, you know, what do you do if you purchase something and it doesn't, and it doesn't fit? You got to call up the friend or rent the car. 
So this led us on this journey to, to put pickups together. And pretty much what it was is we originally built this technology to fit any type of item size. But what we realized is when we built this technology to, uh, for the item size, we really truly became an on-demand delivery app. There's no reason that if we could deliver a barbecue, there's no reason why we can't deliver a parcel or a document, right? Uh, or food for that matter. So we became an everything on-demand delivery app. Um, and that's been our focus now, trying to just get that out there. Yeah, so when you talk about the the on-demand delivery app, you touch on a number of different users, right? So it's Correct. the do-it-yourselfer that may want to pick up um, some tools for a backyard project. Mm-hmm. You can go and you mentioned food, but there's, there's also that you can do people-to-people, right? Like, uh, what was interesting to me is I've sold a ton of stuff off of social media, whether it be Kijiji or marketplaces. Uh, I'm not comfortable visiting with half of those people. Once the deal is signed, once they tell me they'll give me the money, let let somebody else deliver that product. I don't need to be there having them go question the scratch that is on now that they see on the product. Just have someone else deliver. So I could leverage you guys technically for that as well because you don't care. It's agnostic. I'm just going to go onto your app put the delivery location or the pickup location and we're done. Correct. And, and actually to touch on that, our, our, one of our number one verticals is the marketplace, right? And the peer to peer. So we have found through our internal studies that most of the transactions that end up falling through in the peer to peer marketplace are because people don't just have the vehicle or they don't want to go to that destination. So we've definitely been a use case for that, for that type of, for that type of problem for sure. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And so Let's talk about the app. People can go. It's on Android and um, iOS. App, iOS, Apple device yep. as well. So it's an easy download. And then what's the what's the starting journey? They sign up and then what? So you sign up. You register an account. Um, it's fairly easy. You verify it. Once you're verified and you're into the system, you will see on your first page all your categories. So, for example, home furniture and decor, grocery and food, documents, parcel, automotive. You just select your category of choice, put your pickup and drop-off uh, details uh, upload the information that uh, and item details that we're picking up. Uh, we also actually have even a cool custom AR feature. So um, what's important to know is that, remember, we're a pre-pandemic company. So we didn't build this for the pandemic, but it kind of just fell in. So we had a lot of scenarios where if you're shopping in store, what do you do? So let's take an example. You go to like an Ikea, right? And you're there. You don't have a measuring tape. Like, we, you know, we built an AR feature. We're on the spot. Or even if you're in... Uh, a retailer, you can actually measure the item through the AR feature and automatically put it into the system. So um, once you put the item details there, you get to a payment uh, payment page. Uh, you put your credit card on file. And as soon as you submit pay, a driver is dispatched on demand, or you can schedule up to five days in advance. Now, the part that I think people will need clarity on is when they go to a retailer's website and they make an online purchase for pickup in store, um, how do you make sure that you guys have the authority to pick up at that item? I know on our site, we allow for a secondary pickup to identify who that's going to be. Um, is that the preferred method or is there another way for, for people to know when you get to the retail store that you've got the, the, the okay from the customer to pick up their item? So we have the okay from the customer, but it is different for every single retailer, right? So we have some retailers that are doing, like you said yourself at home hardware, where you, put the second name, like, hey, there's a second delivery person coming to pick it up. So you would just put in pickups. Or we have found um, for other retailers, they're just uploading the um, email ID confirmation that the item is ready for pickup. Just uh, showing that is suffice to pick Even up if you put your driver's license, a lot of the places, if you put your driver's license, they know it's for the customer and they're okay with it. 
That's good. Yeah. I just, I try to, and we actually have it on our website where we want people to show their driver's license. I'm trying to get away from that. I think it's too yeah. personal of a, of a piece of ID to be sharing with people, um, which, which is great. I, every, we do it. And a lot of retailers do that. I just think <clears throat> most people, most uh, retailers now have in there a secondary pickup person and the people should be proactive, make sure they put in the pickups is going to do it, then go ahead and secure the pickup with you guys. And I think it would be easier for that customer and the retailer just to have that transparency. Yeah, you need to, uh, I, I, on the retailer's end, everyone now I think has come to realize like, hey, we, you know, this is here to stay, curbside right. pickup and pickup, right? Um, before it was in-store, pre-pandemic. And now everyone's got an email notification. So when your item is ready for pickup, that document, that email, whatever it is that retail is using, it suffice to go pick up the item. We haven't had any issues. 99% of the time, the way Nick just said it, consumer, like businesses are okay with it. That's great. That's great. And how are you getting the word out about pickups? Because, I mean, obviously I'm in the space. So uh, I see you guys on LinkedIn. I've, I've heard of you. You guys have wanted to speak with us and see if we can do business together, which I really appreciate. And when we're mature enough, we'll get there. But uh, yep. ultimately, how are you promoting pickups in, in the market? So right now, it's all through digital. Uh, we mm -hmm. have a digital strategy. It's all online. So through your social platforms, um, through Facebook, Instagram, uh, Google. Um, and uh, we're starting right now to uh, put out a sales force to go out there and actually start knocking on uh, relationships and B2B sales as well. That's great. And what would you say the volume of business from a percentage basis is? Is it more on the home decor? Is it in the food? Where where do you guys see the strength right now? So yeah. So one thing I want to actually stress is um, we're not a food delivery platform. Yeah. We do it right. Um, so we offer it because you know at, at the same time too it is an essential service. Mm -hmm. But I would say for our platform, the furniture and home decor or the big ticket items seem to be our number one category, and second is parcels, right? Like just getting anything delivered. Great. And I guess a, a question just for fun: What's the weirdest item you guys have picked up? <laughs> I don't want to say it because you're going to be very kind of thing. Actually, a guy in Windsor wanted some adult toys delivered. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very big, weird one for us. <laughs> so he wanted to deliver from Windsor to London. I was just like... Yeah, listen, we're not agnostic. I mean, it's just a <laughs> we're just a delivery service. Right? Just another parcel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when, when a customer's engaged with you, they signed up, they've used you, what's your repeat um, usability like? Is it... Do you find that customers, once they've had that great experience, they've earned that trust. Now, all of a sudden, uh, you mentioned as a dad, I probably would have been using this every week because I didn't want to go anywhere. I was tired. I just worked, you know, 11, 12 hours in the day, got home. Now you're trying to be that caring and parent and give your spouse a rest. And then all of a sudden you've got X, Y, Z tasks to go do. Forget it. I would rather get somebody to go and grab that stuff for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we have people using it, you know, once a month, uh, for example, like, you know, on a home furniture, depending if it's a do-it-yourself project or you just purchased something, right? But I, I would say at the very least, we've got users using it, you know, once, twice a month for sure uh, in our system. Great. And then from from a usability standpoint, and then the customer is using it once or twice, but what's the benefit from a retailer other than convenience? Um, and from a customer standpoint, so two questions and both of you can answer these is what's the model like what's the cost model for the customer and what's the cost to a retailer for this so yeah for sure so one thing you know if we just talk on let's say the big ticket items 
for you right now to get something delivered on demand, if it was a couch, if it was an end table, if it was a barbecue, uh, it'd be very difficult for you to just uh, um, um, call up somebody uh, and have that to be cost effective. So we have found that our costing model, uh, because we don't have anybody that's somewhat in-house, we're just a marketplace in a sense, uh, mm-hmm. connecting a driver to a user, uh, we're very, very competitive. So an example, I mean, for you to get just a simple thing like a culture and end table delivered would cost you any over $90, right? Mm-hmm. You know, with us, you'd be looking at, depending on location, anywhere from 40 to $60, right? On demand within an hour. And I think that's the important piece, right? Like 40 to $60, you can't even go and rent a vehicle. You cannot yeah. go rent a vehicle for that. And most people have to rent a vehicle to pick Your up gas, the gas. Everything that you have to put into is so expensive. Right. And from the retailer side, I think you touched on something here. And this is what's important um, for the retailers to realize is in the market, in, in, the, in the space that we're in, in delivery, there's a lot of people who have come to the last mile now, right? Ever since even pandemic. But one thing you've got to differentiate is you've got your marketplace apps and then you've got delivery apps. So we solely focus on delivery and we let the retailer do what they need to do, which is actually sell to the customer, right? And provide those products. A lot of retailers, the benefit of using a company like ours or a business model like ours is you're actually not losing the user to that third-party shopping app. And you have to realize that at some point, you're actually giving up your users to the platform. Right. And that's, you know, and that's something to consider down the road, Right. You take a company like Amazon, for example, everyone's, you know, they've got that marketplace. There's a lot of small businesses that don't exist anymore, right? Because Amazon's here, right? So I think for us, it was like, hey, help out the local companies, help out the local businesses uh, uh, grow and, and, you know, we'll cover the delivery leg. But the advantage for the retailer is, hey, you control the shopping experience. We just provide you that delivery leg that was so hard to figure out this last, you know, few decades, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the best is you don't even have to like if somebody's a business they really don't have to go get delivery trucks they don't have to pay for gas they don't have to pay for a delivery driver with us we do that all for you so yeah, a lot, a lot of retailers company. peter will to that point leverage their staff to have them go and deliver it and there's insurance risks behind that there's there's time that you lose that associate out on the road versus them you know working at at the store and, and merchandising the store fulfilling it with items so i think you know, the leveraging it as a retailers are just a no brainer when it comes to, if you don't have the fleet already, or, or even if you do, this is a complimentary service as well. When, when things go crazy and you're, you've got a busy weekend. Um, what I, what I also think selfishly, as I look at this business for myself is when I'm in the middle of a project working on a fence or a deck in the backyard, and you don't have the items that you need, you don't have to pack up your, your project. You don't have to put everything away get into car, go and, you know, get a replacement blade for the saw or whatever. You can continue doing work and just place that order online and have someone bring it to you. Um, so you don't lose a skip a beat in, in getting your project complete. And everyone knows that that honeydew list gets really long. So the, the more time you have to fulfill that, that list or complete that list, the better. Let's talk about innovation. So are you looking, so right now from a, from a overall, standpoint, you're leveraging current people that are already delivering for the most part, right? A community of drivers that, or tell, okay, tell me more, Nick, about <laughs> reaction there. It's great. How do you acquire, I guess the question is, yeah. how do you acquire your drivers and vet them? So we're crowdsourced. Uh, so we leverage the public. Um, yep. it, you don't have to be a delivery driver. You just have to have a vehicle and, and be able to be plugged into the platform. So uh, the for us, 
on a crowdsource technology or crowdsource model, we we vet every driver that comes into the business uh, into the platform. So we do a criminal background check, we do an enhancement check, we do a driver's license verification. Um, it takes about 48, 72 hours for you to get approved into the system, ensuring that all your checks have been met. But you could simply, it's a side gig economy that we leverage, yep. right? Now we have unprofessional, we have professional couriers um, that, that come into the system. But I think what the unique thing is, is that, you know, we leverage people on their way even to, to be to their job or to someone else. And that's the key here for the crowdsource is that, you know, a lot of traditional career companies are leveraging fleets or scheduled delivery, but how are you truly going to fulfill one hour or last mile, right? You right. can't because you don't know when that order is coming in. So for us with the public, we leverage the public as well as professional couriers, but we have a standard uh, and a model where these drivers that continuously drive for us, they end up developing that career experience, right? So they can probably go into a field that they never even imagined before. So that's a great distinction that you're you're crowdsourcing, you're leveraging that gig economy and allowing um, any individual that wants to sign up after vetting to go and do this. But there's nothing stopping them. Like I have an Uber driver that is also a Lyft driver. Mm-hmm. It's, it's maximizing their time, whether they're using pickups or maybe multitasking with other companies. So you're good with that. Like they could be doing essentially skip the dishes and pickups at the, at the same time to maximize their income, which is great because as long as they're in the community and they're traveling around and delivering and they're, they're, they're meeting their SLAs, their service level agreements with you guys, then, then perfect. So even some delivery guys that work for us right now, they're, they're not busy with their company. They come and they work on, they do start doing our pickups. They go pick up couches for us. They go pick up barbecues for us. It's it's a side gig economy, and they re- honestly they really enjoy doing what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you a, a quick story. I mean, it was the most bizarre thing in my in my life. Which I had a best friend, and he was in uh, in uh, in high school, and we hadn't seen each other for thirty years. And um, ultimately, I was having dinner downtown Toronto, and I got an Uber driver. We had two Uber drivers because there was a, a number of us. Um, the one guy, one group got into one vehicle. I got into my vehicle and the Uber driver was my best friend from school. I knew from his profile that that wasn't his job. Like it was just, he said it was easier to hang around downtown than fight the traffic, getting out of downtown to go back to his community. And while he was waiting, instead of just sitting at some restaurant, wasting money, he was earning an income for an extra two to three hours doing Uber um, pickups. So this would be another opportunity for him to be delivering in, in that marketplace. hundred percent. And to touch on that, it's, 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 you know, we have a vision and we have a mission and, you know, you look at what we've done is we've, we've, we've kind of uh, innovated the logistics space by, you know, leveraging a crowdsource type of business model. And our goal is it's very different when you're delivering food and when you're delivering a partial or furniture item. So your, your, your earnings are different. Right. right. So, I mean, you know, we've got drivers, you know, equivalent to other platforms that will make more, you know, they'd have to do three rides versus one pickups ride to make the equivalency. Right. So yeah. the vision of pickups is, you know, at some point to definitely, you know, if they choose to, it's not psychic no more. You should so, tell them about Peter Lutznik. Yeah. So like, like simple thing, you know, uh, we have some people with uh, uh, um, disabilities, um, right? And sometimes it's not that easy to go out there into the workforce, uh, um, you know, to get those jobs. But we had one guy who had um, um, a hearing uh, issue and um, we developed uh, a notification so that when, you know, uh, actually dispatchers come into your driver app, you would actually hear the sound. And what happened is this individual now like had the ability to earn extra income 
um, and actually provide some sort of service where he can kind of just contribute to the local economy, right? And even for himself. So it kind of made that difference. Um, Love that that story. That's great. It's, you know, there's so many people that have what we call disabilities, but ultimately it's just because we haven't created unique ways like that to help them uh, overcome those things. I, I talk often about my learning disabilities. And if it wasn't for Grammarly, we wouldn't be here today because no one would understand the things that I'm writing. I use it too. So listen, (laughs) I use it too. It's a great system. I think everybody uses it. Yeah. Usually I'm the only one that admits it. (laughs) We all use it. I think a lot of guys use it. No, Um, but it's true. One of the areas, uh, guys, I was going was with innovation. So, you know, uh, I talked to companies similar, not not quite the same, but similar to to the work that Pickups is doing. And I, and I love the concept. Um, but they're already looking at stuff like drone delivery and how that's going to play a role in the future. Where, where are you guys with that type of innovation? Or um, are you staying out of that realm and just sticking in this lane for now? So for now, I mean, it's something we've looked at in the future, but I think in the in the technology world, marketplaces or even just the economy sometimes is just not ready for that you know different types of technology so we're we're focused on this lane um we're looking at it but i think for us right now is you know we we do want to provide work um we didn't build this model to remove the work so we yep. do want to keep the driver economy busy so our focus right now is developing user enhancements and experiences and how to make the delivery process easier and better and that's what we're focused on no it's great i only asked a question i know drones is in theory, a very popular model, but legislation is going to slow that down for, for many, many years because, um, you know, you got to take into so many things into consideration, liability issues if a parcel drops from those things and, and hit someone. So it's uh, it's a chartered territory that we're about three to five years out at least. And Easy. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I'm glad that you're you're just sticking to this and, and trying to provide the best service in this one v- vertical first which is great. Hey, um, this has been great. We've already, I told you we'd fly by. It's 25 minutes into it already. It's amazing. I want to make sure that people have your contact information. I will leave it in the links below as well. But uh, if you guys want to, Peter, let's start with you. If anyone wants to reach out to, to you guys to get more information about pickups, please, uh, please, this is the time to give your, you you can, uh, you can come and contact me at Peter at pickups.mobi. If you guys need any help with anything, I'm here to help you out. Or you can get me on my uh, Instagram, Senior Backit, or on my LinkedIn, Peter Backit, and I'm there to help out anybody. Wonderful. And Nick? Yeah, same here. You, you can reach me at nick at pickups.mobi, or you can visit the website, uh, www.pickups.mobi. Um, go to the Partner With Us page, and then one of our representatives will get back to someone um, with any inquiries, for sure. Perfect, perfect. So I have a couple more questions, just uh, we'll maximize the time we have. Yeah. Where do you see the industry going? Um, specifically e-commerce, that omni-channel. And um, I often refer to the book behind me. I, ca- I can see it in the corner there. It's uh, Remarkable Retail. And they, they now have defined, Steve has defined the term of harmonized retailing. And I just, I love that better than omni-channel. Harmonized retailing makes way more sense. And uh, what are you seeing coming out of the pandemic? And obviously there is this blurred line now because customers are ordering online, not necessarily having shipped the home, but they're ordering online. That's the, the starting point, either researching or ordering. And then it's going to the store and they can either continue that journey in store and look for more uh, related items, or they can have a service like you. What, what are you seeing out there? I see an ecosystem being built now of, of a full service now, like where you're going to have this whole ecosystem kind of connect um, from fulfillment um, to last mile. 
um, I actually, I foresee a lot of the retailers now uh, becoming e-tailers. So those traditional brick and mortar is actually, you know, investing into now, listen, you know what, there is a last mile leg that we need to fulfill. There is a user expectation. I, I think there's going to be a lot of more partnerships with companies like us um, to provide that, those integrations. And I think the industry is going that way, right? Nobody wants to set up their full-fledged logistics uh, uh, fleet or, or system or technology, but how do you leverage the different partnerships um, that are in the space right now? So I actually see this growing even bigger, and I, I see more e-tailers coming into play. Great. Peter, are you noticing any other I, I Honestly, I think that um, companies like Amazon and all these different e-tailers that are coming out, are going to start trying to eat even more business than for these small businesses. And if small businesses don't have a fast delivery service, they're going to be wiped out altogether because, you know, you have the young, you have the young generation that honestly wants everything right now. And if they don't get it right now, they'd rather just go off Amazon and get it the next day. You know what I mean? Or in, yeah. in an hour. So yeah. this yeah, is what I, I think- see happening. You know, I'm old enough to live through the days that Walmart came to Canada and everyone had the same same fear that Walmart was going to wipe out stores in the local communities, that the mom and pop shops. But I can tell you, after being with Walmart, I had the pleasure of working them for about 10 years, 11 years. Um, Walmart actually only made communities stronger. Yeah. And if, if um, a mom and pop shop had the... Um, I guess the patience and the, the the time to go and be methodical about their thinking and really adapt to what the new norm was going to be. You know Walmart's coming. That store takes six months, three months to build. You know they're coming into your market. You have an opportunity as a mom and pop shop to really up your game 100%. and challenge yourself. And I think that's where any of the ones that go out of business, and this is not true for all of them, but anyone that does go out of business, they haven't adapted. And they're they're not putting the energy into adapting, making themselves relevant to their to their current customer base. And Walmart has a place. Don't get me wrong, but if if you really, as a mom and pop shop, you have the opportunity to know your customers by name. You have the opportunity to know their family, their their needs, and develop that rapport and relationship. And Walmart's not that structure. So I think businesses, when even when you look at an, an Amazon, Amazon's successful because of the Prime package and um, the breadth and depth of their their products but from a local community i would rather shop local any day Correct. yep it but no one is doing anything or i shouldn't say no one a lot of those uh, local businesses are not doing anything to stand out and that's why i turn to amazon or that's why i turn to any marketplace at all is because i can get most of the goods right in my local community but they're they're just putting an open sign on their door correct for sure so i was i was speaking to um, a business about three weeks ago, it's a, it's a big business. And, you know, he turned me down and he was like, I told him we can offer you one hour delivery all across the GTA. And he told me, you know, I'd rather have the two day shipping for my customers. And you know, I feel like that is going to eat away his business and they're going to see it kind of mess up their business in the future. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, Peter. I mean, I think sometimes, um, and I was on the sales side too, going in and trying to sell to, to different businesses solutions. I think sometimes when you get that, that no, or that type of reaction, you have to go back and think about how to tell that story differently to that person, that individual, because they, they clearly didn't get the benefit. Mm -hmm. I would go back to that, that person, that individual in a couple of weeks and just try a different approach with them because 
that mentality that their customer is okay waiting two weeks, I would I would challenge them respectfully to do a survey and ask um, any of their current customers if they had a service that was going to take two, three days to deliver versus a brand new option, a potential option of getting it to you same day or within a day, um, what would they prefer? And that would open his eyes. Uh, and I mean, hell, I would even go stand out front of his door and ask every one of his customers as they were exiting the question myself and go back in and show them the results and say, you know, last time I was here, you said that consumers were okay with two, three day shipping. Well, I, I surveyed your customers respectfully, and this is the result. And he won't be able to, to say anything that again. It's true. It's true. Cool. That's well, gentlemen, I really appreciate the time. Is Did I miss anything in this conversation that you know you, you think the audience should be aware of? Because I think the app is very simple. I think the logic is it's a no-brainer. I mean, I was trying to pick up something from, from Costco the other day. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I knew it was too big, and I had to call a neighbor down the road. And it took it took him an hour out of his day to come to uh, to Guelph, Costco, pick up the product for me, put it in the back of his truck, and then us making sure it was secure and following behind versus grabbing the app and having someone come and just do this for me. And I didn't have to bug a neighbor and owe him a case of beer. Yeah, 100%. And just continue on your journey. I think yeah. the convenience. Yeah, I think we touched on everything. And at the end of the day, it's really like it's a convenience, right? And there's at the moment no really other platform like this that's existing right now for the bigger ticket items for sure on demand. Right. Um, before I wrap up, I do have one more question that uh, I meant to ask. And that was, you know, what markets are you playing a role in today? Are you across Canada? Are you localized to the GTA? Where where are you existing right now? So right now we're localizing the GTA, uh, but we have expansion plans uh, across Canada and then U.S. Perfect. That's great. That'd be great clarity for anyone reaching out to you. I don't want you to get bombarded from a bunch no, no. of the West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We get orders, you know, sometimes right now we get requests a lot from our West. So this is leading us to now expand outside of the GTA because there is a need for the solution right now in the different markets. So it's something in our foreshore in this next quarter. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks, Chris. Um, I Thank hope you so many much, people Chris. will reach out to you. And uh, it's been a great pleasure and um, all the best. Thanks, Sam. Take care, guys. Yep. You've been listening to Delivering E-Commerce. It's our passion to have on leaders and suppliers in e-commerce from around the globe, setting you and your strategy up for the next level. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. Connect with Chris on LinkedIn at Chris Parsons on LinkedIn and Spotify at Delivering E-Commerce or on YouTube at Chris Parsons Delivering E-Commerce. Till next time, this is Delivering E-Commerce.